0: You're listening to Kyle Warren.
1: So, you've got Senator Bernie Sanders out there over the weekend talking about how President Trump is incredibly cruel because he was threatening to veto the covid stimulus bill and of course there's all kinds of pork in it this is what the president was talking about the president ended up signing it with some rescission orders attached to it the red lines as they call them because the president's trying to get more money for the american people but wait a minute who was it that delayed the stimulus oh i don't know all summer long Wasn't that the Democrats? Maybe Bernie should talk to Nancy. Stay with us, folks. All right, welcome everyone around the globe and across the net. Kyle Warren with you, and a great pleasure... To be with you as we race into and rocket into this Monday edition of the program. It is Monday, December twenty eighth, two thousand and twenty. That's right, folks. Twenty twenty one is right around the corner, and so many people they're just elated that we're going to uh, get out of this uh, this year twenty twenty and into the new year. And uh, people have very very high hopes, of course. Well, I hope that everybody had a great holiday, a great, a very merry Christmas, and we're looking forward now uh i hope to a great new year although the new year will be starting with uh, perhaps more lockdowns or the extension of lockdowns here in southern california for example we'll tell you about that that means a lot of people who really do need that covid relief are still going to have their businesses shut down their doors closed and lord only knows what's going to happen next from gavin newsom but as i said we'll tell you about that on the show today also uh... we're going to talk about china china slated to overtake the u.s. economy probably sooner than you think a great article about that on the program today also as we said president trump did sign the covid relief package it's gone to the house the house has voted already and now it will go uh to the senate of course and so much much to talk about on the program today and don't forget folks i will i will be a guest later on this evening on the captain's america third watch radio program and of course all that comes up at 11:05 p.m Pacific Pacific. pacific 205 a.m eastern time and of course that's captain matt bruce host of the captain's america the third watch or i should say the captain's america third watch which is the fastest growing overnight radio program in america and uh, the captain and i will of course have a complete wrap-up of all of the day's uh, political news uh the latest on the bombing Uh, that happened in nashville on christmas day how devastating but the stories of heroism that have come out of that event are truly truly amazing the police officers that were involved uh, evacuating people uh uh, risking their lives absolutely risking their lives running into the danger as this um as this uh, loudspeaker was saying a bomb was going to go off can you imagine that what what would what would you what would be going through your head at a time like that but these police officers they reacted they saved lives and uh, and incurred injury uh, of course to themselves and i believe at least one extreme case of hearing loss and uh, so again it is just a real testament And I do really feel strongly to say this right here at the top of the show before we get going on other stuff. But a real uh, serious testament to the bravery, to the selflessness that that our police officers have across the country as they put on the badge and they walk out the front door and they head off literally into the unknown every day. Um, absolutely brave and they are just heroes and um, our hats are just off to them and uh, our very very best wishes uh, absolutely uh, go out to them uh, all across the country of course and in particular because of this bombing in uh, in Nashville Tennessee uh, just again um, our um, our gratitude uh, to those who were who showed such bravery in the face of just uh, absolute, uh, uh, just absolute danger, uh, just terrible. Okay, so once again, folks, we do have an awful lot to tell you about. Oh, by the way, in order to hear the Captain's America Third Watch, simply go to kylewarrenshow.com. That's 11:05 p.m. Pacific. 2:05 a.m. Eastern Time and you can go to kylewarrenshow.com we have links there where you can listen live to the Captain's Flagship Station of AM 860 The Answer there in Tampa Florida as the program goes out along the Salem Media Group of stations also along the GCN network as well. So let's start today folks this is from Reuters uh US House approves $2,000 coronavirus aid checks sought by Trump. Uh, dateline uh, uh, washington and palm beach florida the democrat-led u.s house of representatives voted 275 to 134 to meet president donald trump's demand for two thousand dollar uh, uh covid 19 relief checks on monday sending the measure to an uncertain future in the republican controlled senate Trump last week threatened to block a massive pandemic aid and spending package if Congress did not boost the stimulus payments from $600 to $2,000 and cut other spending. He backed down from his demands on Sunday as a possible government shutdown brought on by the fight with lawmakers loomed. But Democrat lawmakers have long wanted $2,000 relief checks and used the rare point of agreement with Trump to advance the proposal, or at least put Republicans on record against it in the vote on Monday. 130 Republicans, two independents and two Democrats opposed the increase on Monday. Trump finally signed the 2.3 trillion dollar spending package or package into law while still demanding two thousand dollar checks now some have thought that president trump you know he backed down he caved in this kind of thing well some people will say that but when they do say that i think we can come back to them and say look in the president's statement that he made when he signed this bill he said look you know he's there to protect the american people that's his duty that's his job that's what he's going to do He wants more money for the American people on this emergency basis because of what happened with the virus and all of the different uh, impact that it has had on people's businesses, on their livelihoods, on industries in general. And so the president is trying to get more than $600 per person in the United States. I think that's an admirable thing to do. Um, yes, it is uh, emergency spending. It is something that we typically would never do. But again, and as I've said on the program many times before, this this is no matter how the virus got here, no matter whether or not it was it was uh, a sloppy containment and it got out, uh, whether it was a weapon that was being worked on and was sent out, uh, no, no matter what, and that's a story for a whole no, whole nother show, of course, but no matter what it was, the impact was the same. We have the results of a bio attack that has happened to our country. And people across the country were harmed by this attack, whether it was, in other words, put it in these kinds of terms. If you had a bombing attack uh, from one country to another, well, then you'd you try to help people. You try to get them back on their feet. You try to save them. Uh, you try to, you know, all these things would, would kick in um in a a war situation obviously but but in in other words i'm trying to explain it like this in other words the people that were following the rules doing their business uh going to work every day serving their customers making a living doing all those things following the rules this was not their fault it was not their fault it wasn't some it wasn't the result of some other kind of of economic issue or 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 quote-unquote naturally occurring problem okay i think that's a maybe that's a way to put it but this was a deliberate thing this something this happened it wasn't their fault so i think we're fighting that this issue with bullets pardon me with dollars not bullets in this case right and so again this is what the president is trying to do so in his statement he said he wanted the two thousand dollars okay per person now and in his statement he said well it would go up to like fifty two hundred dollars for a family of four for example so in other words it's it's not an insignificant amount of money um and it would be helpful for people uh the president also said he got congress to agree uh to look at the spending that was going on all this other money to other countries and so the president didn't didn't cave in i think he tried to use the power of the presidency in order to bring to the fore these issues of election fraud of uh, wasteful spending in this bill that doesn't focus on the american people and bring the focus back to the american people that's what he's done here okay when we come back we have so much more stay right there that use much less energy. So,
0: we'll save money.
1: Yes, and we can use that money to increase my
0: allowance.
2: Right. <laughs> Wise guy.
0: Worth a try. So, you got that?
2: Got it. No tulips, no watts, 800 lumens, and more
0: savings. He got it.
2: Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov. That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy.
1: After a long, hard day in the rough-and-tumble world of politics, open a tall, cool Kyle Warren show. Ah, that crisp, refreshing taste. That smooth style. That effervescing attitude. And without all that other stuff that can, well... Bog you down. Helping to put back what the daily media assault takes away, listen to The Kyle Warren Show weekdays right here on this station and visit the website at KyleWarrenShow.com.
0: I'm Run It host of the Edwards Notebook. Class is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren. All
1: right, yes it is. Yes it is, and we are continuing to race through and rock it through this Monday edition of the program. Hope that everybody had a great Christmas and a great weekend. I know it's very different from Christmases of uh, years past, of course, but I hope that everybody out there is safe and well. And folks, we keep going up and up here on the program, just like the music is doing right there, and that's because of you, the listeners, and uh, it's very, very much appreciated that uh, you uh, spend time with us here uh, uh, each time on the program, and uh, and for uh, sharing the program on social media, for for liking the program on social media, and also of course for subscribing uh, to the program. Really, very much appreciated indeed. And uh, so, once again, if you're new to the program, and if you like what we do here uh we do ask that you consider uh uh, sharing the program on social media subscribing to the program letting your friends know about it uh it really does mean a great deal to us and uh, we're glad that you're here and so this week of course we'll be here uh up until um up until at least wednesday i believe yeah and i think maybe thursday but i believe wednesday um but uh we're uh, still working that out um but uh we're gonna turn the calendar over here real soon and i know so many people as i was saying earlier are just really ready for that and um, of course we're hearing from i like what tucker calls him sometimes calls him president fauci uh tucker carlson calls him president fauci at least i've heard him call him that at least once um but um uh president fauci tells us of course things can get worse for covid and all of the different things that we're going to hear about uh it's going to get worse uh and this kind of thing now he's bumped up the estimates for uh for uh, so-called herd immunity uh depending on how many people might take the virus uh, vaccine uh before it was you know 50 percent, and now it's maybe 60 according to according to president fauci and uh, Uh, so now it looks like what it would have to be 80 or 90 percent or something uh, dispersal for uh, having the herd immunity so again i don't know you know i i think we need to get a low jack remember low jack um would people would put this and maybe they still do they put it on their cars and they can retrieve their car if it's stolen it it it's a remote homing beacon basically uh but i remember it was very 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 popular uh many years ago as i recall but uh maybe we got to get a low jack on these goal posts. Uh these covid goal posts. Maybe we need to get a low jack on these things so that we can see where they're going or or where they are because the goal posts always seem to be moving. So I, I don't know, maybe we need a satellite tracking system or something for these goalposts. and that's all I can say um, okay so as we talked about right before the break we we're talking about that um, uh, the stimulus package and I want to spend just a, a tad more time on that I want you to hear what Bernie Sanders actually said about the stimulus package now this is prior to of course the president signing it late Sunday night but he was on ABC, on this week on ABC. Let's listen to what Senator Bernie Sanders had to say about President Trump and the threats of veto to this bill that had so much junk in it that wasn't even related to actually helping the American people. Let's listen.
2: Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont. So Senator Sanders, you've been pushing for these uh, relief pe- checks, these direct payments uh, to-, to Americans for a long time. Uh, and now... The President is issuing a sort of veto threat, not saying whether or not he will sign this bill. What's next? what's going to happen? are we is this bill going going to be signed you. into law Jonathan, uh, what the President is doing right now is unbelievably cruel. Uh, many millions of people are losing their extended unemployment benefits. they're going to be evicted from their apartments because the eviction moratorium is ending. uh We are looking at a way. To get the vaccine distributed to tens of millions of people, there's money in that bill. And this president is diddling around, and he may actually veto it. My view is that given the terrible uh, economic crisis facing this country, yes, we do need to get $2,000 out to every working class individual in this country, 500 bucks for their kid. But you can't diddle around uh, with the bill, sign the bill, Mr. President, and then immediately Monday, Tuesday, we can pass a $2,000 uh, direct payment to the working families of this country. The president came up with this. This was out of the blue. I mean, the White House actually had said or suggested that he was going to sign it as soon as it hit its desk. So I want to ask you, you had been proposing payments. You actually wanted monthly payments for for, for months since the spring. And then you finally got Republican Josh Hawley to join you in the effort for a larger payment during all of that time of lobbying for this. Did you hear from the White House? Did they join you in in pushing for this? Not a word.
1: Not a word. Not a word. But you know what? We had not a word from for, I don't know, all summer long oh and by the way well of course it was the democrats but by the way well the president you know he just came out of the blue with this well here's the thing they have been trying to paint trump as being the the villain in this whole thing when in reality for all summer long the democrats would not come to a deal for covid stimulus relief on a second round of stimulus relief and why did they not want to do that i don't think they really cared at that point that Just to quote Bernie Sanders, millions of people would be losing their would lose their extended unemployment benefits or they might get evicted from their apartments or the fact that they would be not able to pay their bills and all these kinds of things. They didn't care about that at all. What did they care about? We all know what they cared about. They cared about making it bad for Trump. And by making it bad for Trump, they thought if they made it as bad for you as as humanly possible then they would make it so bad for Trump and that he would not be reelected as president of the United States. They weren't interested in doing a deal, no way, no how. So to hear Bernie Sanders say, "Well, this is unbelievably cruel. Millions of people are losing their extended unemployment. They're going to be evicted from their apartments and so on and so on." Well, Bernie Sanders trying to look like and trying to pay, play the part of which i think a lot of democrat party officials are trying to do they're trying to play the part of we're just so caring and we just want to help people and all this kind of stuff when in reality they have been playing politics not only since president trump got into office obviously but they've been playing politics and playing hardball like you wouldn't believe and taking advantage of the covid crisis i think that is just self-evident and not to mention the fact that had they worked with president trump at all on anything then by the way now it's okay well now it's oh yes mr president we want two thousand dollar uh stimulus checks oh yes we're in agreement on this yes yes of course we'll we'll vote on it mr president etc etc because now they feel like well joe biden's got this in the bag he's going to get inaugurated on january 20th and we go on our happily merry way and and continue to do what we want to do thinking perhaps that their goals are going to win in georgia and then run the table and then simply impose upon you whatever they feel they want to do and so to say it's disingenuous, I think is actually pretty kind, uh, but uh, that's about as kind as it can get, I think. But again, they didn't want President Trump to get a win. They wouldn't give him a win. Even on DACA, President Trump would have signed something on DACA as well. That issue would have been codified. We would have moved on from that. I don't know, two years ago, at the very least, two years ago, we would have moved on on a DACA deal. And, we, and so again, the democrats have shown exactly what they're like they've shown exactly what they're going to do given power and if they don't have power they are more than willing to have it literally a scorched earth and that is as the people out there who have been and they're getting more and more desperate every day these aren't crackpots These aren't people who are looking to pick a fight. These are people who have been playing by the rules, Senator Sanders, Speaker Pelosi. These are people who have been playing by the rules. They have been working hard. They have created jobs, something the government, federal government and the Democrat Party officials really know nothing about they don't understand what it's like to really create jobs organically to be able to open a business to maybe scrimp and save or you know uh, finally have enough to invest and you and you get the storefront or you get the restaurant space and what happens you begin to create jobs you begin to create jobs for for uh, waiters and waitresses for for cooks and for all other manner of staff that you need uh it creates other ancillary things then they go out and they spend money uh to live in the community or uh feed their families or i mean the list just goes on and on but these are the people as i said they're getting desperate they're not crackpots but you can't starve them out month after month after month just waiting for november the third to come along And then after November 3rd comes along, then finally get to some kind of agreement. And then, but of course, all that stuff is put in there. And, and in that case, some of that's on the on Republican lawmakers as well. Obviously, I personally think that the stimulus bill shouldn't have had any other thing in it other than simply helping the American people and take all the money you wanted to spend in this bill and divvy it up amongst the American people in, in, the, in that sense so that nothing would be pork in this bill that my friends would be the way to have gone on this and we've seen exactly what they're like stay tuned listening to kyle warren hi folks this is kyle warren a short time out then back with more so stay right there hi folks this is kyle warren stay tuned for the edwards notebook right here on the kyle warren show
0: The recently passed Congressional nine hundred dollars pandemic relief package is both an insult to common sense and potentially harmful to those it's supposed to help. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. The 5,593-page legislation of both 300 per week supplemental jobless benefit and a 600 direct stimulus payment to most Americans. <laughs> While no one will deny that a few hundred bucks will help out a little bit, In these days of the Corona China virus government restrictions against economic activity, which caused the economic doldrums in the first place, certain leftists have said from the beginning of this scandemic madness that we should follow the science. Well, guess what? Scientifically and morally speaking, shutting down or severely restricting small businesses, churches and synagogues, while allowing strip clubs and large, bland businesses like Costco's and Walmart to operate does nothing to stop the Corona China virus, but it does help destroy our quality of life and property values so that China and others can buy up our nation's real estate at fire sale prices as part of the mission to fundamentally transform our republic. Mm, mm, mm. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out my new YouTube channel. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition.
1: All right. Welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through, rocketing through this Monday edition of the program. Glad to be with you, of course. And uh, well, we're coming to you uh, from a very rainy Thundery and lightning-filled Southern California uh, today. Last night, as I was wrapping up on the Captain's America Third Watch, well will of course I'll I'll be a guest uh, later on this evening. Simply go to KyleWarrenShow dot com. Eleven o five p.m. Pacific, two o five a.m. Eastern. We've got links there to listen live to Captain Matt Bruce's flagship station of AM eight sixty, The Answer, there in Tampa, Florida. Uh, as the program goes on, out along the Salem Media Group of stations and GCN Network. And just as I was wrapping up about 1 a.m. Pacific time uh, last night, uh, we understood well i began to see that uh we were starting to get a little bit of rain starting up as they had predicted but what we weren't expecting because at least here in southern in um in orange county uh we didn't think we were going to get quite as bad of the storm as we thought they might get in LA county a little bit north of ellie county up in ventura santa barbara but it set in we had lightning we had loud thunder the thunder that shakes your windows we had uh, all kinds of rain all through the night then it tapered off uh, throughout the day today, and then it set in again lightning, thunder, all kinds of rain and hail. Uh, as well so uh, this is our first real big storm of the of the season as it were and so i'm hoping people out there are going to be very careful on the roads Uh, we of course have a lot of snow in the san bernardino mountain areas and uh, certainly i think uh, cajon pass has probably got snow today as well that's what uh, it was saying uh, last night on the uh, forecasts Um, so of course we'll have a complete wrap-up of of all of the uh, national weather on the captains america later on tonight as we do the truckers highway and byway report um and that's of course always about 10 minutes to the hour um on the captain's america third watch um okay so we'll have a lot to talk about tonight there's no doubt about that okay well as i mentioned in the intro today this from fox business and of course lots and lots of talk these days about china and it's a growing role, obviously, in the geopolitical scene, in the, in the economic scene, and certainly with the, uh, with the virus uh, issue um, has placed it front and center, not the least of which, of course, we've also talked about. Uh, the possible Biden Joe Biden Hunter Biden connections uh, with uh, China and uh, that that I think is going to become even more of a big story as uh, as now I guess some of the suppression was was lifted on what exactly was Hunter Biden up to with the uh, Chinese uh, deals that he had more to come on that but this from Fox Business dateline london china will overtake the united states to become the world's biggest economy in 2028 okay so that's not 2058 not 2068 not 2038 not a hundred years from now by 2028 okay so we're looking at what would that be so here we are Uh, one presidential term another presidential term and by then at the end of that presidential term this is where the estimated takeover or growth beyond the u.s uh, uh, to become the world's biggest economy so that just puts it into sort of a a, a time perspective Um, just two more presidential cycles And we could be looking at a very, very different uh, makeup on planet Earth. So again, by 2028, five years earlier, by the way, pardon me, folks, than previously estimated due to the contrasting recoveries of the two countries from the covid-19 pandemic, a think tank said, quote, for some time, an overarching theme of global economics has been the economic and soft power struggle between the United States and China the center for economics and business research said in an annual report published on saturday the COVID 19 pandemic and corresponding economic fallout fallout rather have certainly tipped this rivalry in china's favor very interesting the cebr said china's quote skillful management of the pandemic unquote with its strict early lockdown and hints and hits to long-term growth in the west meant China's relative economic performance had improved. China looked set for average economic growth of 5.7% a year from 2021 through 25 before slowing to a 5, 4.5% a year from 2036 to 30. While the United States was likely to have a strong post-pandemic rebound in 2021, its growth would slow to 1.9% a year between 2022 and 2024, and then to 1.6% after that. Japan would remain the world's third biggest economy in dollar terms until the early 2030s, when it would be overtaken by India, pushing Germany down to fourth from fifth. The United Kingdom, currently the fifth biggest economy in the CEBR's measure, would slip to sixth place from 2024 however despite a hit in 2021 from its exit from the european union's single market british gdp in dollars was forecast to be 23 percent higher than france's by 2035 helped by britain's lead in the increasingly important digital economy europe accounted for 19 percent of the of output in the top 10 global economies in 2020 but that will fall to 12 percent by 2035 or lower if there is an acrimonious split between the eu and britain the cebr said it also said the pandemic's impact on the global economy was likely to show up in higher inflation not slower growth we see an economic cycle with rising interest rates in the mid-2020s it said posing a challenge for governments which have borrowed massively to fund their response to the covid 19 crisis but the underlying trends that have been accelerated by this point to a greener and more tech-based world as we move into the uh, uh, 2030. So again, you know this whole thing and, and our response to it, and in many ways, it, it has been um, uh, obviously, you know, what do you do? You've got to try to make people whole in an emergency situation. But there will be effects from this according to what I'm reading here from this uh, from the findings of this think tank and uh, certainly if um, you have rising interest rates that's going to slow things down it's going to make it harder for people uh to uh, borrow money to uh, buy a home or refinance their home um i'm sure if you're like me you've seen all these commercials it's time to refinance or these kinds of things because the interest rates have been very very low um but once those start to go up it's going to make it harder for homeowners for businesses and for the economy In general now what i think is very very significant here is that china um is going to be able at least according to these findings now things could change and it could be different um and certainly depending on what a president biden does ultimately and how america continues to respond and is it going and is it going to build a vibrant economy that's a good question um whether you know will china be able to seriously overtake the uh uh, the united states by 2028 okay again so that's that's very 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 close when it was originally projected five years after that okay so again without having president trump and his approach to getting people back to work Even post-COVID, I know the world is going to be very, very different moving forward for many years. I think that is is a a foregone conclusion. The world will be very different moving forward for the next several years because of COVID. And that has to do with office space. That has to do with where people are living. I think we're going to continue to see a trend where people are going to say look i'm going to get out of more densely populated areas i'm going i want to go where it's going to be easier to isolate not not far away in the top of a mountain somewhere or something like that but what i mean to say is maybe smaller communities uh more uh, you know uh, more rural in in the in that sense um but places where they can go because if people are finding out they can work from home or work remotely, maybe that's a better term, they can work remotely, travel less in, for work, for example, and be able to improve their quality of life and their relative feeling of security they may say to themselves this is something that i want to do and um, and so we're going to see real changes in real estate and real changes in commercial uh, needs uh, commercial real estate needs and so forth it's going to be a lot Um, but at, at any rate china if it begins to really uh really grow like that and we don't have a president trump style approach to this if we have a joe biden style approach to this i i really do fear it could be a very very bad day for america
0: Visit stroke.org today. Hey
2: John, I just heard you got a new computer. Congratulations. Thanks. It's the coolest thing. What will you do with your old computer? I don't know. I guess I'll just throw it away. Well, my company just bought new computers and we decided to donate the old PCs to a place that gives them to local schools. You can do something like that. Seriously, who would want a three-year-old computer? Hey, it might be great for someone else. Computers can be refurbished and reused instead of ending up in the trash. By passing it on, you can help the community and the environment. If you're replacing your company's IT equipment or you're finished using your personal computer, pass it on to a local organization that accepts computers. To learn more, log on to epa.gov slash pass it on. This message was brought to you by EPA, Dell, Intel, HP, NEC, Philips, and this radio station. On behalf of EPA's Plug Into E-Cycling Partnership, EPA does not endorse any commercial services or products of these groups. Groups. For information on all partners, log on to epa.gov/plugin.
0: In sports, five games were featured in hockey action last Every year, millions of people rely on portable generators when they lose access to electricity. But some of them don't understand that a portable generator's carbon monoxide emissions can kill if their generators are used indoors. So we're here to clear the air. Always take your generator outside, away from windows and doors. When you take it outside, you distance yourself from the dangers of carbon monoxide. For more safety tips, visit TakeYourGeneratorOutside.com. Have you saved a life today?
2: We organize a blood drive at our school. My blood type is O. They really need that.
0: Have you saved a life today?
2: I have cancer, but I make sure all my
0: friends know how important it is to give blood. My blood helps heart patients or accident victims. Have you saved a life today? No. But today, someone's blood saved my son. The American Red Cross. Call 1-800-GIVE-LIFE.
1: Hi, folks, this is Kyle Warren. I'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program. Go to kylewarenshow.com, click on Send Kyle a Message, or send it to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Show.
0: I'm Ron Edwards, host of The Edwards Notebook, and you're being schooled by Kyle Warren the professor of politics.
1: Yes, that's right. And welcome back to the program. A rainy and wet Southern California. That's that's exactly right. But I got to tell you, we probably have it so much easier than a lot of other people in different parts of the country, certainly in the east and uh, up north and so forth. But uh, And I guarantee, see, in Southern California, we don't get i mean we do get storms you know throughout the season obviously but what will happen on the very first time that we start getting a storm every year uh, every single local news will lead with we're on storm watch and they'll have all kinds of different people in many different areas um, and they'll be out there and they will confirm that it's been raining and stormy uh, all day and unfortunately a lot of people forget how to drive in the in the weather uh, and it's very very sad because you'll start to see a lot of accidents and uh, a lot of times obviously the, the normal precautions is go slower leave a lot more space and leave a lot more time to get wherever you're going to go if you have to go out in the um, in the bad weather and uh, that will really help everybody obviously Uh, but some folks uh, they they continue on and and uh, don't take those precautions and and we end up getting accidents Um, okay so let's see here oh yes Uh, speaking of southern california Um, and local news coverage Uh, this from eyewitness news abc 7 um, that's in the los angeles area the abc affiliate they are reporting because earlier today our governor gavin newsom who by the way the recall is gaining steam the petition is gaining steam a lot more people are signing this petition and uh, trying to get this thing going uh, to recall governor newsom i think that would send obviously a very powerful message uh it may not change the legislature here in california obviously but overnight but it would send a very powerful message uh so gavin newsom appeared on television earlier today around 12 p.m uh, pacific time and proceeded to drone on and on and on now most people were thinking that we were going to hear today about whether or not the lockdown stay-at-home orders were going to be extended Um, but of course, after all that droning on and on and on, which, which he really does. And I don't mean this in a weird personal, I'm not trying to be mean, but he does this. He, he talks and he talks and he talks and he never says what it is that you've sort of tuned in to to find out about. Can I open my restaurant? can i open my barber shop can i open my hair salon can i can i get back to work can i call my people back to work how l- much longer is this going to go on what are what are you doing to help us rather than tell us to all stay home somehow and um and it, literally what what gavin knew and i'll just and again i'm not trying to be mean but honestly he could give it to the to the people in bullet points here is and just like a flyer like even like a pdf they could Post on their website for goodness sakes. Here's here's what's happening, but he loves to go on and on. He really, really does, and that's not just me talking. That's every single person I talk to about Newsom says exactly the same thing. And you, it's like you got to wade through all this stuff for him to finally get to today. Evidently, we don't know yet. Okay. <laughs> so this from ABC Seven. Governor Gavin Newsom expects California to extend regional stay at home orders in two large swaths of the state he said at a press conference monday so of course everybody knows he's going to extend it so why not just say you're going to extend it instead of telling us well we're pretty sure that it's going to be but we'll evidently we're supposed to find out for sure on tuesday you know have people been through enough on this yet i I just don't know the stay-at-home order in the San Joaquin Valley in Southern California uh, would have been eligible to expire as early as Monday, but with ICU capacity at zero percent in both regions, the restrictions are set to be extended. Newsom uh, said, "In uh, said Health and Human Services Secretary Dr. Mark Gailey uh, would likely make the announcement on Tuesday." Is this the same guy? I'm pretty sure it's the same guy, but there was um, another one of these um, uh, advisors that basically said, yeah, we we don't think that going to uh, eat outside at a restaurant is going to increase your uh, potentiality to get COVID. We just did that because we didn't want people congregating. We didn't want people going out of their homes. So that's why they included restaurants and so forth. So, I mean, that's, that's some pretty bad stuff right there. Can you imagine that? so it's not about oh it's dangerous because people don't want to do dangerous things um, but uh, if it's not dangerous why can't they do it well we just don't want you coming out of your house that's huge i mean that's that is so far beyond the pale that you, you can't even get a radar fix on it the greater sacramento area could see restrictions ease as early as friday and the bay area could exit the orders as of january 8th if icu capacity rebounds those two regions could also see their stay at home orders extended if extensive care capacity remains critical. Of the five California regions, only Northern California is out of the stay at home order. Well, that is okay for Nancy Pelosi because that means she could get her hair done probably anytime she wants to. But if you live in Southern California, nope, that's just not going to happen. Sorry, Charlie, it's just not going to happen remember uh the, the tuna fish sorry charlie remember that that's <laughs> that's the way back machine there um okay uh so so gavin newsom's um advisor health and human services secretary dr mark gailey will likely make the announcement tomorrow and then we'll tell you and it means you still can't come out of your house least just, he's just <laughs> you know this is big time okay uh but by the way there's still people who are defying this and i've seen many restaurants obviously not on a day like today they're not going to be outside um but uh and i've seen a couple of other reports where um they're starting to come in to try to shut down some of these businesses uh as well and um so again like for example if you run a hair salon it's not just the governor's order, but the cosmetology board or something can uh, pull your license or do other stuff, and and obviously the cities they can cut off your power, uh, they can do all kinds of stuff. They can make it very very difficult. Um, but what's very difficult here, obviously, is for people to make a living. And yes, we're we're seeing the house is now voted for the two thousand dollars um but here's the deal if you've got rent that you're paying on your restaurant your hair salon barbershop, these kinds of places that have been closed down and let's just say your rent's being deferred well you still have had not had income in order to pay the rent so you're going to keep going further and further in the hole and even when you get your business back if the government lets you get your business back and it's going to be obviously at some reduced capacity how how in the heck are you going to be able to make up your rent to your landlord how are you going to do all that i I just none of this is going to work out well i fear but that's okay no just just stay home Joe biden is going to shut down the virus that's what we hear he's not going to shut down the economy he's going to shut down the virus and more more campaign gobbledygook for this stuff that's all that is it's not a plan it doesn't make any sense it's just a platitude it's just stuff you say and honestly with everything else going on it's getting pretty scary about joe biden wouldn't you say in fact this from newsmax according to a cnbc poll investors say stocks to fare worse under biden two-thirds of wall street investors said that a joe biden presidency will be worse for stocks than they were under President Donald Trump, according to a CNBC survey released Monday. Despite this, two thirds of those surveyed said the Dow Jones Industrial Average will finish next year at thirty-five thousand, which will mean approximately a sixteen percent gain. Five percent said the Dow could even reach forty thousand by the end of 2021, while ten thousand by ten percent rather said it will fall to twenty-five thousand. Eighteen percent said it will drop slightly to thirty thousand this compares to the approximately 60 percent increase since trump's inauguration four years ago what's the factor here trump many investors cited a reversal of trump's corporate tax cut which biden has said he will do as a move that will take a significant chunk out of earnings no kidding no kidding Uh, The experts said some sectors would fare better than others with utilities, consumer staples and energy having the most difficult time outperforming the Trump administration, which created a market friendly environment for such industries by relaxing many regulations. Again, just what I was talking about. Can you imagine a Biden led economy, a Biden machine led economy? is not going to put us in a position to recover well from covid 19 and it's going to put us into a position where china is going to easily overtake our economy it's just that simple and unfortunately folks unfortunately this is why it's so important the georgia the georgia elections are so important if you want to put it if you want to the very least to try to stop this as much as possible Uh, the republicans in georgia absolutely have to be victorious folks thanks for listening today we really appreciate it we will see you on the radio tonight and right back here tomorrow until then
0: you're listening to kyle warren
1: take care out there